Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Foreign Object. I am your host, the New Age Rudo, a.k.a. Juandre the Giant, alongside my co-host, Geo Pipebomb. We got a lot to talk about today. Um, WrestleMania week is finally over. Finally. Bittersweet ending. Where should we start? NXT TakeOver? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, let's start at NXT TakeOver. Because that kicked off the WrestleMania weekend. On the wrestling side, at least. Yes. In WWE. And what a way to kick it off other than the North American Championship. Right, the ladder match, which I think stole the entire show, that the NXT TakeOver show. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, What were some moments that stood out to you? Uh, just in that match alone? Yeah. In that match alone... Um, there's a moment where Ricochet was climbing up the ladder, and uh, what is his name? The big dude comes up, and he started to tilt the ladder, the ladder back. And, you know, usually that spot ends with the guy going over the rope, landing on the other people. But Ricochet used it to his advantage. He bounced off the rope, hit the, I think he hit the moonsault on the guys on the outside. That was pretty tight. And then uh, Velveteen Dream, who I think, in my opinion, out of all the six guys... He stole the entire match. That was his match. Yeah, I think he definitely stood out. But yeah, the, the elbow drop from the top of that ladder, like the the fifteen thirty feet ladder. Yeah, as Jim Ross would say, that was a really cool moment. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think Velveteen did steal. The, I think him alone, like that. I think he could have had a singles match that night. And I don't know. There was something about that night where he just shined that night. Yeah. And uh, I think that definitely puts him in the position where, like, I think it's his time now. Like, they need to give him the push next. But, yeah, overall, that match was amazing. Great match. I personally don't think there was ever a dull moment in that match. No, no. It Um, it, it was fast-paced from the start to the end. Yes. It didn't go over, like, too long, and it wasn't too short. It was perfectly timed. Those are some like specific moments of that match that stood out um there was a few like iffy spots where i believe towards the finish where ricochet came in and jumped on oh um, right yeah who, on uh, Lars Sullivan. yeah okay yeah. He, he jumped on his back and um i don't think it went the way it should have i think he kind of like they just kind of fell to the side and then adam cole wins it adam cole Bay wins the first ever NXT North American Championship, which wasn't my pick, but I wasn't mad about it. It was pretty cool that he won. Yeah. I thought from even last week, I thought that Velveteen Dream was going to take that one. Right. I, I, I didn't really know. Like, I made my prediction. I didn't really know who was going to win the match, but... While watching the match, I thought 100% is going to Velveteen Dream. Yeah, same. And then Adam Cole came in and did his thing and took it. And he also had a match later that night. Yeah, def- or, well, not defending. Yeah, no, yeah, defending the NXT Tag Team titles. Yes, with the Undisputed Era. Right, with um, O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly in the Triple Threat Tag Team match. Yes. Should we just... Talk about that match, or yeah, let's just get into that match. All right, that match was, I think, I like what they did where it was like, I all right, so I was kind of confused at first, yeah, because I didn't understand the whole triple threat idea aspect. of yeah the aspect of them all like three people in the ring. I thought it was gonna be like a tag, like right? Only two people, and then you gotta tag the other people in, and then. I started to realize, oh, wait, yeah, this is a triple threat match tag team. So, yeah, I like what they did with um, Kyle O'Reilly, right? Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah. Kyle O'Reilly. Ky- okay, Kyle, o- Kyle O'Reilly. I like what they did where he just kept getting thrown out. And, of course, um, Adam Cole had a match before that night where he just, you know, also got destroyed. So he wasn't in the um, physical condition to be able to, like, hold right. it down yeah so um i like that they kept doing that and kind of teasing like oh there's no way these guys are gonna win and then the big turn yeah that i don't really think anyone expected like at this position at least yeah but yeah uh roderick strong turned on pete dunn 
And at first, honestly, when when he first kicked it, because Pete Dunne was going for the pin, gets kicked in the back by R- Roderick Strong. I thought it was like a botch. I thought maybe Strong ran in thinking Pete Dunne was being pinned, but then he picks him up. He hits the uh, what was it? The release suplex. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that this is a turn. That's good shit right there. Yeah. Um, that had me surprised and. I was on the verge of crying. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're a big Pete Dunmark at this point. Yeah, and I was like, what? Like, But I think that heel turn was so, like, like I didn't think he would ever turn heel. Right. Because the whole, like, I go back to when they were telling, like, the story of him, like, where he, like, lived in, like, a trailer home or whatever. And, like, so it was like he was a baby face, like, straight right. up just baby face. And he turned heel, and it was just... I don't know. I was pretty mad, and like, I was like, "No way! Like, this is happening right now." So yeah, but and, and at the same time, like for months ago, they tried building up like where the undisputed era is trying to get Roderick Strong in to join the stable, and he's just not joining. He won't join. Then finally, they had that the um the war games where he's facing the undisputed era, and then for him to just join now is like yeah. I don't think anyone could see that coming from a mile away. Yeah, no, yeah. The build-up was perfect for that turn, and nobody... I didn't see it coming. I don't know if anybody else saw that coming or had predicted that. But, um, yeah, so they retained the title. Leading into the future, what I saw a lot of people posting was uh, British Strong Style. Oh, right, yeah. Versus Undisputed Era. Yeah, a lot of people were putting that out there, that that's a possibility. What do you... Would you be excited to see that? How? What do you think about that? I think that would be a great feud, like where almost like all the championships are up for grabs. Not so much that like they're going back and forth, dropping the title and then winning the title, but like yeah. So Adam Cole's NXT North American champion. On top of that, undisputed arrows, the tag team champions, and then Pete Dunne, who would be a part of the British Strong Style is the UK champion. Yeah. So they could go, like, where maybe one night one of them puts their title on the line, the next, like, big event, the other, you know? Yeah. So I think it would be... I think it's really good for singles matches on top of the the actual team versus team, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I, I think it would be pretty cool to see that. Yeah, kind, kind of like back in the day when it was, like, the nation and, like, dx going at it yeah it wasn't necessarily always a tag team right rivalry but they would also have their individual um matches against each other and yeah and it would all play into each other you know somebody would interfere or like they'd be like right, oh well yeah. this this person should be banned from ringside yeah, yeah yeah i think that'd be dope but yeah i can't wait to see where that where all that goes yeah i think i think they can steal a lot of shows with matches between the British Strong Style guys and the Undisputed Era guys. Yeah. So then, next, I guess we have to talk about the NXT Championship match. Right. Uh, Cien Almas versus Aleister Black, which wasn't my favorite ending to an NXT Championship <laughs> match. What did you think of the match overall? I thought the match was really good. Um, it wasn't the best match on the card, but it wasn't terrible. It was really, I, I really enjoyed the match, uh, up until, and I, I think even the finish was really good and well done too, where, you know, Zelina Vega all these times has been helping Almas get the championship and win matches. And for this time for her involvement to actually cost him the championship, I think was pretty good and pretty well done. Cause she was. She had hit, what, two Hurricane Ranas in the match? Yeah. To Aleister Black. So that final third, you know, three times a charm, when she goes for something else, it ended up costing her and almost a championship. So I think that was pretty good. Um, I'm hoping, Al- uh, I mean, uh, I'm hoping Almas doesn't just get called up to Raw or SmackDown and he continues a feud and maybe gets the championship back. All right. Do you think um, because of Zelina... It's Zelina Vega, Selena right? Zelina Vega, yeah. Do you think because of her um, kind of costing the title, you think there'll be a little split between them, or? Um, probably not right now. No, I don't think. I think 
they'll use it to their advantage of be like, oh, well, the referee didn't call a disqualification. Because that's what I would do. The referee didn't call a disqualification when Selena came into contact with Almas. So they're going to want to get the rematch because she was involved. In- you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, okay. So so I don't I don't I don't want them to split up because almost really needs a mouthpiece. Uh huh. Just because like his his promo work isn't very it's not terrible but it's not the best, and I think Zelina Vega really makes up for it. Like she's she's pretty damn good as a manager. Yeah. So I hope they don't split them up. All right. Um. And like you said, you were kind of uh, disappointed with the outcome of that match where Aleister Black wins the title. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm an almost fan, so that's why I don't <laughs> want him to just go up to the main roster. I'd like to see him uh, face Black for the title again and hopefully get him, get it back. I don't think they do that enough in NXT. It's like you hold a title and then once you lose it, you get the see call ya, up. you get the call up. Maybe once or twice you'll get the championship. I think the most is two-time champion i think it's shinsuke and samoa joe right i know that yeah they have both held it twice i believe right i don't know if anybody has held it more than that i i don't from what i remember i don't think so so like even if they even if there is there's probably only one more person so that's only three people that have held the nxt title more than once all right it's always they lose the top they lose the title maybe they get a rematch they lose that and then they go up so I'm hoping it's different right now and Almas gets the title back. Maybe some back and forth with Aleister Black. Who knows? And there has been some call-ups. We'll get into that later. Um, so I don't think that will be the direction they go. I think they'll continue the feud. Um, but yeah, that was NXT. What, overall, what would you... I mean, overall, I think when, everybody kind of agrees NXT always does a great job yeah, with TakeOver. Yeah, TakeOver always, it never fails to impress. It always does pretty good. Um, in my opinion, it wasn't necessarily the best TakeOver. Okay. Because um, there were some lackluster moments in the TakeOver. NXT Women's Championship match was a great match, but it wasn't as good as the ladder match or the tag team match. Yeah. Um. The main event between Gargano and and uh, Champa, in my opinion, didn't li- live up to the hype. Yeah. Uh, so overall, I think the show was it was good, but it wasn't uh, the best that they've come out with. I had actually forgotten about the main event match. I want to talk about that a little bit. Just like you said, I think also it didn't live up to the hype because we've seen them both have a really, really, really good match, and I think the whole unsanctioned thing kind of got in the way of that where it was just like an all-out like like brawl yeah like a brawl basically it wasn't so much wrestling that we were expecting a lot of people were saying that you know it was alone just written on paper it's a classic i think definitely they've had better matches but the finish actually the you know they both sat in the ring and it looked like they almost like forgave each other for whatever they were mad at each other for yeah (laughs) and um and then Johnny Gargano kind of just like, well, he went and swung at him. Champa, Champa, Champa swung, swung at him. At Gargano, yeah. And he ducked and then put him into um, what's the submission move called? I don't know what his submission move's called. It's something with his name, but yeah, his submission move. And then he changed it into the STF with the knee brace. Yeah, and then Champa taps out. Um, I think that was a really good finish. Yeah. But I don't think the story's over. Uh, it can't be, man. I think it's just the beginning. Because, like, it's their first match against each other in this rivalry. Everything else has been, you know, initially it was the attack after uh, they lost the match against AOP. And then it was uh, Ciampa costing Gargano his career. Uh-huh. I don't think this is the end. They'll probably have a couple more matches Maybe Candice LeRae will get involved. Maybe she won't. I don't know. Uh, but they could use Candice LeRae as like a center focus point of a storyline between them. Yeah, I'd like to see more from these two. Um, definitely put on an actual, you know, wrestling match. Right. An actual classic. Yeah. That would be dope. So, yeah, let's move on to WrestleMania. The big 
the, the granddaddy the of them all. Granddaddy of them all. <laughs> yeah. The biggest show the biggest in wrestling show of the history. Year. Yep. Uh, I kind of want to skip over pre-show right, matches. Right, yeah, the pre-show, um, the, the, both the Battle Royals, nothing special about them other than Matt Hardy coming back and teaming up with, did I say Matt Hardy? I meant Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Bray Wyatt came back, aligned himself with Matt Hardy. Other than that, the Cruiserweight Championship match between Alexander and Ali, it was an okay match. Um, So the, the pre-show was, it, it was what it was. It was pre-show. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did find surprising was the arena was already packed yeah. during pre-show, which is not what happens at every uh, pay-per-view. But, of course, it is Mania. But in Manias before, it's never filled up that quick during pre-show. So let's get right into it. Uh, the IC title match. That, the opener of the night. That opened the show. Definitely a great match. The Miz. Defended his title against Seth Rollins and um, who, Finn Balor. Oh yeah, sorry, I just blanked wow. out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I blanked out. Um, he defended against Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Overall, I think it was a really good match. What were some spots that you enjoyed in that match, or what about that match do you think? Uh, the pacing was really good. There wasn't a moment. Well, obviously they slowed down a little bit, but there wasn't a moment where they had to jump back into the action and it took a little moment to get back into it. But it was, it was all around really good. And I think a lot of people, because of the matches later on in the night, kind of forgot about this and kind of like left it under the shadow. Uh, I think it was probably one of the best matches of the night. And The Miz really showed that he could keep up with the indie darlings, you know, the <laughs> bingo hall darlings. Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, like, The Miz is one of the greatest workers in the company right now. I I totally agree with that. The Miz definitely showed up and proved that he can compete with these guys, and I think it's about time that people need to start noticing that and start giving him credit where it's due. Like, And I think he should start getting put in more matches with guys like Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Um AJ Styles would be a great match, you know. Um, I'm not sure if they have had a match um, in recent history, but I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know. I, I might be too soon on this, but let's get that strap on him. <laughs> well, I've been saying for a while, like, after he's kind of done with the IC Championship, which I don't, they probably won't be done with it. He'll probably win it again soon from Seth Rollins or Finn Balor. Yeah. But so after they're done with all this Brock stuff with Brock holding the Universal Championship, I'd really like to see the Miz get the Universal title because his first world title run with the WWE title, I think, was kind of uh, forgotten because at the time there was that big feud between um, The Rock and John Cena. So I think everybody was kind of sleeping on the Miz's title run. And after that, you know. There's a certain person who won the title sometime after that, that, you know, he has the longest, blah, 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 CM Punk. So I think the Miz's championship reign was just placed in the wrong time for him. I think we need another world championship run from the Miz because this time I he, he can make it good and he could be the spotlight of the show. But they need to do it right. They need to put the focus on him and the main title. They can't do other sideshows with the sh- with other wrestlers for the Miz's world title reign. Yeah. I remember saying at the at the end of that match I was like how can you follow that match? Like they really threw this match at the beginning. Like this is going to be a tough one to follow. Um, right. And even though that match was great, I mean, we had a long show ahead of us and there was yeah. some good matches after that. Um but yeah, man, uh Seth Getting that Grand Slam, finally. Finally. He's the last of the Shield members to get the Grand Slam. And I think he looks pretty good with the IC title. Yeah. It looks pretty good on him. Uh, And I'm hoping he'll hold it for a bit. I'm hoping Finn gets some kind of run, hopefully with the IC title even. Maybe Finn and Seth can feud back and forth with the title. Yeah, man. And... They had a match last week on Raw, which was really good, too. Yeah. I think any of those three going into a feud 
would just be good. So yeah, following that match was the SmackDown women's title. Right. Yeah. Which I was like, kind of like, this is not going to be able to follow that match. But I was proven wrong. And man, one hell of a match that them women put up. Um, in that entrance, that Charlotte entrance. That Charlotte entrance was, I think, probably best entrance of the night. Um, let me think. Yeah, I think maybe best entrance of the night. Um, her and Seth had really good entrances. Um, so yeah, that, the streak is over. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, this really surprising for that to happen. One of the most surprising things, not the most surprising though, to happen at this WrestleMania, um, the same place that the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak ended in the Superdome is where Asuka's undefeated streak ends. And I can't say that I was too mad about it because it didn't, to me at least, it doesn't make her any weaker. Uh-huh. And it doesn't, it, it also doesn't put Charlotte on a too high of a pedestal. Uh-huh. But of course, why couldn't Charlotte Flair, arguably the greatest woman wrestler of all time, be able to beat Asuka? Yeah. On the grandest stage of them all. It, especially considering Asuka probably hasn't wrestled in front of this many people. Charlotte's done it two, three times already now. Yeah. So, I think it was a really good match. Um, it wasn't too one-sided. It didn't bury either of the women. It made them both look really good. It was a, it was a solid match. Yeah, I think definitely this was my favorite match of the night. That match for me stole the night i don't know the match was just really really good but uh do you think it was too soon to end the streak i personally would have liked to see the streak go forever and ever and ever obviously that's not gonna happen i would have liked to see oscar win the title and then hold the title for as long as she held the nxt women's championship and it would have been great if Asuka had won the title, and then she went on to defeat every single woman in SmackDown Live, but she never has another match with Charlotte. And then the next WrestleMania, Charlotte steps back and is like, well, I think I could beat you now. And then the streak ends. I think that would have been, in in my opinion, a little better of a story. But um, they didn't, honestly, they didn't do it in a bad way. They didn't end the streak terribly, because Vince McMahon has a record of ending these people's streaks. For example, Rusev was undefeated forever, and then he loses in a tag team match or a battle royal, and then all of a sudden he's he's uh, he's undefeated in singles competition, and then he gets counted out or something, and then it, he's never been pinned or submitted. So I think it was super important that Asuka's streak ended in a singles match at WrestleMania. Having things end when it's important to is perfect and um even we just watched the andre the giant documentary and um andre was undefeated for 15 years right yeah 15 years hogan was the first person to to beat that uh, beat andre the only person i'm guessing and the way they did that you know it comes full circle to this it's like the way it was done was perfect, I feel like. And then that little sign of respect for each other at the end of the match, or after the match, I think that was a moment also. But yeah, really great match between Asuka and Charlotte. Um, I don't know. Like, I really don't have anything else to say about all these great matches. Um, this match almost, like, set the other women's championship match up to fail. That's how good it was. Yeah, I think, yeah, it definitely is. That's, I think it, alright, so... The Raw Women's title match, I wouldn't say it was a failure. I think it just, like you said, it set it up to fail. And it almost set it up to be like, this has to like... Like, I think the Raw Women's title match lasted too long. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it should have really just been a squash match. Yeah. And it wouldn't have really taken away from Alexa Bliss. It wouldn't have, and it would have added more to their storyline. Yeah. 
So it would have made Nia look a lot stronger, but it wouldn't have done anything to Alexa Bliss in the sense of making her look weak. Right. Because like, Alexa's been champion for, you know, how long? Yeah, but also if you just look at them, like... Yeah, there, realistically, there's no way that Alexa Bliss should have been in that match for that yeah, long against Nia Exactly, Jax. had a chance. Um, I guess the next thing we have to talk about is the mixed tag match. The mixed tag match, I thought... is it, Was that the order we got them in? The um, IC... Smackdown Women and then the mixed tag? I think so. And that may have like kind of set the set like second half of the show yeah, that... up for failure also because those three high energy matches back to back to back like drained the crowd, I feel like. Yeah, it's kind of hard I I think Obviously, there could have been better placement of matches, and I think the Ronda Rousey match really set the bar, especially because it's her first match, Yeah, and she had one of the best matches on the card. And with that said, do you think Ronda Rousey earned her spot on the roster? I think she did. I think Ronda Rousey, ha- and surprisingly, the fans were cheering her. Yeah. And since that that hot tag, yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. got the hot tag and the crowd erupted. Yeah, um, I think she's earned her spot as a wrestler from the fans. I think the fans see that she's not a. It's not a celebrity WrestleMania match. Yeah, it's a, just a WrestleMania match. She's just a WWE superstar at this point. She's not a celebrity guest. Uh-huh. So I think this match is what Ronda Rousey needed to get the support from the fans. I agree, and. I think they could have gave us a match ahead of time to be prepared for this. But also at the same time, them leaving it to Mania and like letting it just explode in our faces and let all the doubters like just eat their words um, was perfect too. Like letting her have that moment at Mania where it's her first match and just proves everybody wrong. Um, I think I I agree. Like she earned her spot with the fans. Um, I don't know how the other superstars feel about her, just getting in the business and you know, getting a mania match when there's a lot of other women on the roster that could have filled in a spot, maybe a number one contender or something. But um, yeah, I think that match was really good too. And one of my favorite things was um, Ronda. And Triple H going at it for a little bit. Which brings me to another question. Do you think that is a sign of maybe intergender matches in the future? Um, Definitely after Triple H and Ronda went out a little bit. There was a lot of uh, Twitter buzz about that. Of intergender matches going on. I think at the moment we probably won't get any. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, if anything, it'll be just moments like that within matches where, you know, the girl goes after the guy or vice versa. But I think at the moment, probably not. We probably won't be getting intergender matches in the WWE. Um, and if we do, it needs to be a really good reason. Like you can't just put, you can't just put, um, I don't know, Bailey against Braun Strowman. You know, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it has to be a good reason where. You know, with Ronda Rousey and Triple H, you believe Ronda Rousey could kick Triple H's ass. Yeah. Because she has the legitimacy behind her. I think there's also a few women on the roster right now that, you know, I could believe Nia Jax beating uh, Seth Rollins or Asuka beating Daniel Bryan or even Charlotte Flair beating one of the guys. Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. I think anybody could beat Bobby Roode probably. (laughs) But... I don't think we'll see intergender matches right now in the WWE. Alright, because that was also a lot of buzz on Saturday night on NXT. They were think- the, uh, people were talking about Candice LeRae right, yeah. um, and Ciampa going into a little feud. Com- going back to uh, Mania, um, yeah, I think after the Ronda Rousey match, the energy was drained. Yeah, yeah, because what was after that? Um, 
It was a SmackDown Live tag match. And that during that match, it wasn't a terrible match. But during the match, it was like, okay, we finally get a break. Yeah. Because that, I mean, Ronda Rousey, Triple H, and all of them went on for like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. So, and I think definitely that match might have, could have been cut a little shorter. Yeah, yeah. There could have been stuff that was taken out or just rushed a little more. But Yeah. There's not really much to talk about with the uh, tag, the SmackDown Live tag team. No, no, match. no. Um, Other than, it, like, it's the first time the Usos are on the main card of WrestleMania and they lose. So, <laughs> I mean, which was. Welcome to Mania. <laughs> I feel like they're building the Bludgeon Brothers a lot bigger than um, what I'd like, I guess. They're building them as someone, some, like. Almost giving them this, like, they're unable to be beaten. Right. When they're two superstars that we've seen before, they're, they're not anyone new coming in that we haven't seen lose. Yeah. And um, I don't know how I really feel about that. I think they could have gave a little more um, shine to the New Day and the Usos that night. But um, the whole way they're building the Bludgeon Brothers... Um, Kind of limited, I guess. Yeah. Alexa Bliss and... Um, and Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Nia Jax finally gets the title. She finally got the title, which I think is long overdue, but I think it's better that she got it now because she got it as a babyface. Uh-huh. And before, if she would have won the title, would have been probably booed out the arena. Yeah. And then this whole storyline wouldn't make sense, so... Yeah. Um, with the storyline they're going, with the whole uh, body shaming thing, I think it was important that Nia Jax won it. I think it was cool that she won it. and Yeah, because I mean, how bad would it have been if that's the storyline and then she loses? Yeah. Like, the bully wins. Yeah, yeah. That um, wouldn't have been good at all. Yeah, it would have been... First of all, it would have been upsetting to a lot of the fans. Yeah. and um, Especially because... A lot of the fans during the storyline were like, oh, it's 2018 and WWE is really going to be doing a body shaming storyline. But it's like, yeah, but we want to have gotten the great moment where Nia Jax finally beats Alexa Bliss and gets the Women's Championship. Yeah. You know, so I... And I think it's uh, it's not just a storyline. I feel like Nia Jax could relate to it a lot. Yeah. You know? um, I think I heard her in an interview talking about how she can actually relate to it and like... These are real things that affected her growing up, and um, even now. I think it played out well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the match went on a little too long for my liking, but nothing to really complain about. Um, next, I want to talk about uh, the dream match turned nightmare. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, that turned into a nightmare real quick, actually. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles defending his title against Shinsuke Nakamura. The dream match is what they were building it as. Um, I'm going to be honest. I never thought I'd say this, but the match did not meet expectations. I don't know if I was just drained. You know, we were watching for how long we've been watching for a whole week of wrestling. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just don't know what it was. I think the energy just wasn't there. Um. And I don't know if it's because they were waiting for this Shinsuke heel turn, but I honestly feel like Shinsuke hasn't wrestled um, like full strong style since his debut. Like the last time I remember him like going hard and like really hitting people like where it makes me feel like I'm getting hurt. Like <laughs> since he faced Sammy. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because they didn't want him doing that because he's a babyface. Yeah, maybe we'll get more of that in the future. And I definitely hope this uh, this feud is not over. I don't think it's over because of what happened on SmackDown. Yeah, no. Um, but what you were saying about that whole strong style thing, him like not doing any of that, I think that even displayed in this match where at one point they're going back and forth with shots. And AJ's really... Yeah. Going in with those forearms. Yeah, he's and then, laying them on him. And then Shinsuke comes back and it's like, oh, that's it? Yeah. But then AJ goes for another one and, oh, he's going to hit him. And then Shinsuke doesn't hit him hard. So maybe maybe that is what it is, what you're saying, that he's a babyface. They don't want him doing all that. Um, but yeah, 
I think the match didn't live up to the hype. I hope there could be a... Obviously, there's probably going to be another match. Hopefully, that one's just as good as their match in New Japan. Um, but that heel turn at the end... Oh, yeah. Man, I, I think caught I everyone out, off yeah, guard. It caught me off guard. You called it right before it happened. Yeah. When he, he gets on his knees and gives him the title at the end. It was either Vince McMahon being racist or he was going to low blow him. And I was going to give Vince McMahon the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, and you called it. You said, oh, he's turning heel. Yeah. And he goes for the low blow, and I jump out of my seat. Like, the most excitement, I think, throughout the night was me seeing that heel turn. Yeah. And um, it, it was nothing like when I saw the Pete Dunn right, <laughs> getting yeah. attacked, where I almost cried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So, initially, I was I was rooting for AJ to win the... I was rooting for AJ to retain the title, but then when he actually won, I was like, oh, really? That's it? That's the dream match? And then he just retains? Um, but then I think that heel turn really made up for it. Yeah. And it makes sense for AJ to have won because I think down the line for – if Shinsuke had won, down the line it wouldn't have made sense for him to turn heel. Uh-huh. So I think it was great. Um the mat, the ending of the match where he turned, what did he turned the Kinshasa into the Styles Clash, didn't he? He turned something into the Styles Clash. Yeah, I think it was so. really, really dope way of ending the match. So yeah, and I think now that you're saying all that about, I don't know, you just said something that made me think. Um, maybe they left it this way, like where it's not such a great match, like it was a decent match. Maybe they did that on purpose because they knew they were going to keep going and they want to be able to follow the, you know, their yeah, first match. Right. Um, so I think maybe that's what they were thinking since they knew ahead of time that they were going for this heel turn that will continue this story with, between them. I'd like to say congratulations to the youngest WWE champion of all time. The youngest person to ever hold a WWE championship. Yeah, um, Braun Strowman and Nicholas, tag team. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you think of that? Uh, Oh, man. There was a lot of people that that were really pissed off, and I don't understand. There's so many people on Twitter like, oh, really? That's Braun Strowman's partner? That was stupid. Blah, 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 blah. I thought it was honestly one of my favorite WrestleMania moments of all time now. It was really good. I was laughing for a good yeah. like ten minutes after the match ended. Uh, uh, it yeah, just, it was too good. It was. I thought you were crying. I was like, "Yeah, I know. We got another hour of this." And it makes sense for the Braun Strowman character. You know, he doesn't like people. He doesn't yeah. like you know everybody in the backstage for WWE is his competition. Yeah. So for him to just pick a kid that he knows is just gonna sit on the apron and do nothing is genius. And I saw a lot of people were like, "Oh, that really buried the." the tag team the like the bar they really buried the bar yeah. no it didn't the kid didn't do anything yeah he tagged in and he tagged out he didn't get a single hit in he didn't do anything it didn't yeah. bury them at all we knew braun Strowman could take both members of the bar yeah and now that you're saying that it i find it very weird that before people were mad oh why does he need a tag team partner if, right. he, if he could beat him alone, like, we want to see him hold the titles alone. Yeah. And then he tags with a kid that doesn't have to get involved into the match. And then they're mad because he needs a tag team partner. Yeah. It's like, like it didn't make sense it's to so me. It's so back and forth. The reaction. Yeah. yeah it's and so. um, I think at this point, people want to complain about anything. Yeah. There's a lot of stupid shit that they're complaining about on the card. I have a feeling that they had um, the bar drop the titles because maybe the superstar shakeup, right? Have them over in SmackDown, and this is the best way to have done it to have those titles vacated. It wouldn't have made sense any other way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, and then that leads to Monday Night Raw. You know, Nicholas's schedule cannot um, interfere with the WWE schedule. So they do have to vacate those. What titles. a shame! Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. He, he had a good twenty-four hour run. <laughs> yeah. And people were taking selfies yeah, with him seeing, on seeing like in New Orleans, like Noel Foley and like 
Razor Ramon taking pictures with Nicholas, the youngest WWE champion ever. It was pretty hilarious to me. It was pretty... I saw... I told you about this. I saw... I think it was on the Facebook marketplace. Somebody had gotten Nicholas to sign a toy Universal Championship belt, and they were selling it for $150. Wow. The kid's a star. Yeah, he's a... He's a mate. Triple H is probably jealous. Yeah. That he didn't get to use him in NXT. Yeah. Yeah, he, but... He, homegrown. The homegrown star. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So before we get into the main event, is there anything that you feel like we didn't? Yes. We brushed up. Well, we brushed over the U.S. title. That doesn't matter. Blah, whatever. And then we brushed <laughs> over um, John Cena. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot. John Cena attended WrestleMania as a fan. Um, he was in the crowd next to a pregnant woman. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, um, if you're if you're that pregnant, because she looked pretty... She yeah, she looked far like, along. Yeah, like the what superstar are you doing shake up. She might be getting us a new raw superstar. <laughs> yeah, no, but so she he was in the crowd. Terrible that like during matches they went back and like shot, you know, footage of John yeah. Cena sitting there. He just kind of looked like he was watching. And then after um, the women's match, we get a referee run down. Jumps over the barricade, goes to John Cena, and whispers something to John Cena's ear, and he's like, "What? He runs up the ramp, becomes a meme, forever <laughs> immortalized. Um, and then John Cena comes out later in the night. He's like, oh, "I'm ready to face the Undertaker." He doesn't say that, but yeah. And then another referee comes out, basically whispers to him, "No, he's not here." And yeah, you could see him saying, "He's not here." Yeah. And then John's like, "What? He's not here?" Yeah. And then, you know, John's getting ready to leave, and I think this is the best thing ever. The lights go off, and then the strum of a guitar. <laughs> it's Elias. <laughs> and I really I really wished that that was it. It was just Elias, and that's it. So Elias goes out, blah, blah, blah. Cena takes him out, and then Cena's about to leave. The Undertaker's shit appears in the ring, disappears. The lightning and the Undertaker's music hit. Undertaker comes out and squashes John Cena. Yeah. And I just want to say, it's 2018 and the lightning still looks terrible. Yeah, the lightning <laughs> effect has not gotten any better. It's probably uh, I think it's the same one they've always used. Yeah, but yeah, man. Do you feel like there's any significance to him squashing John Cena? I mean, it's only the second time we've seen him get squashed. And the first time was against Brock Lesnar. Right, um... I don't know. I don't know if maybe they're building something for Taker's final, final, final match. Yeah. And maybe they need to make him look strong again by taking out John Cena. Maybe they did it just to make Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns look that much stronger, being the only two people to have ever beaten him yeah. at WrestleMania. But I don't know. I don't know why they would do that. I honestly expected if the match was going to happen because it was still like up in the air. That it was going to be just like those other matches where it's back and forth. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was just a squash. John Cena got, like, two things of offense in. And that was it. It was kind of weird to me. Well, I was thinking um, maybe they just, you know, they wanted to bring Undertaker for that Mania crowd experience. Because I feel like there ha a lot of people have not experienced an Undertaker entrance alone. I feel like that alone is, like, something... An experience within itself. I thought, oh, maybe this match is not going to happen. But then it, it's kind of awkward where they just both get in a ring and they both, like, it's, there's just this assumption that there's going to be a match, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like for all, it just happens. Know. Like nobody says anything, like a match yeah. just happens. Right. And, um, John Cena got squashed. And I was thinking, you know what, that, that was a, the ultimate sign of respect from John Cena saying, hey, like, I'd like your last match to be you just squashing me, the, you know, the so-called, the uh, super Cena, that all the fans think that, you know, I never want to lose a match, basically, which he has been doing lately, is just losing matches. I thought that's what it was, but then today I find out that he's going to have a match against Rusev, a casket match, yeah, that... at the greatest Rumble ever. So, which is weird. We don't just yeah, see Undertaker no. showing up. No, it doesn't make sense, like, for them, because 
it's such a random it's not even an official pay-per-view it's just this event that they're gonna be doing they're gonna put it on the network it's like if he had shown up at beast in the east you know yeah. on the network for no reason whatsoever yeah it's kind of weird especially for them to do a casket match against rusev it's like it doesn't yeah. make sense to me at all yeah it's kind of weird um i think we'll find out as time goes on what exactly undertaker's future holds anything else other than that that we that i accidentally brushed over other than that no i think that's it all right now it's time to talk about main event this was really weird man like yeah it was because all right so like for the listeners i'm kind of making a transition of like casual watcher to more like more of a hardcore yeah yeah for me i think one of the difficult things for me is like hearing people being so vocal about what they want and what they don't want and expecting them getting what they want. And it's like, what you don't see that in other industries or other um, television shows where it's like, I want to go watch, um, I don't know, like The Walking Dead and I want the story to go the way I want it to or else I'm not going to watch and then still watch it, you know? Right. So, a lot of people were really, really mad going into this match. Like, not interested and didn't even give it a chance. Me, I just kind of sat there and watched it, I guess. And I feel like that killed the experience for me. Hearing the crowd not into it. And just seeing people on Twitter not into it. And I was expecting this match to be really good. Because there's, what was it? uh, 31. Yeah. Their match at 31, um... You know, they were throwing fists. Yeah, they were going pretty hard yeah. with each other. And that was a really good match, even before, you know, Seth Rollins came into it. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying that that's the only reason that match was good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people do say that, like, oh, Seth Rollins saved the match by the cash-in. But I think it's just that they need to get their heads out of their ass, because it was a really good match. And because of that, I was expecting this to be a really good match, just like yeah. you said. So, yeah, I think that's one of the... I definitely want to watch this match over again and really just, you know, full energized to watch it and not pay attention to the crowd. A lot of people were like also saying like, oh, if I would have known Brock Lesnar was going to win, I probably would have watched it. Like, it's just so stupid. Like, ugh. yeah. Like you only watch when you know what's going to happen. Right. Stupid. Which is really weird to me. Um. So Brock Lesnar surprisingly did win the match. Everybody thought that Roman was going to win. Right. Every even even me even though I was giving it the, I was watching the match, I didn't really care what the outcome was going to be. You know, I was, I was happy with Roman. I was in it for the for the fists. Like, let's be <laughs> honest, I kind of wanted to see some like hands go to jaws. Right. But um I got more than I wanted and right. That leads me to a question. Would you rather see Blade blading back in the business or the hard way i think i'd much rather see like if blood returns to wwe as a you know normal thing yeah i'd much rather see blading because when brock lesnar makes you bleed yeah you bleed. it's not nice it's not pretty it's, it, it pours and it, it yeah. pours and with blading you have that little bit of control yeah. Where, like, you make the the cut as large as you want. But bro- when Brock Lesnar busts you open... Yeah, it's... you're... And it's the second time we've seen it happen, and I did not enjoy watching neither of the times. No, the first was with Randy, and he was literally just, ran- like, laying in a pool of his own blood. Yeah. And then with Roman, it was just coming out and out and yeah. out, and, like, it was insane. And I give... Man, I give roman credit for letting yeah. him do that like i wouldn't let someone like brock lesnar break like bust me out even if he was like oh i know how to do it where it won't hurt that bad yeah. i still wouldn't let him do and it that is not a good argument because roman on monday night raw his head was yeah pretty bad like he, swollen swollen yeah. yeah he looked like he had a second head growing <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> no it wasn't that bad but yeah it was like for the cut the size of the cut, if you see, like, you could kind of see on Raw, for that size of a cut, for that much space of his forehead being swollen, it was surprising. Um, yeah. But yeah, the outcome of the match was surprising as well. Like, 
Same. Yeah, so I said earlier that Asuka's streak ending was one of the most surprising things to come out of this mania. Yeah. To me, Brock Lesnar retaining the championship was the su- most surprising thing about this WrestleMania. Because for a year already, since before last mania, you know, there's a certain person out there that was reporting that the plan was that Brock was going to hold the title for this long. Uh-huh. And then he was going to drop the title to Roman Reigns. And going into the match, I was okay with that. I was okay with Roman Reigns becoming Universal Champion. I was on the Roman Reigns train. I was a mark. <laughs> and for it to not happen was like, what the heck? Really? Yeah. It was crazy to me. And I think that brings back the whole uh, conversation of, like, we really don't know what yeah. they're planning to do. Like, we don't know. As much as reports and rumors come out, yeah, some of them are true. And they do end up happening, but we re- like it might have been one of those things they changed last second. Yeah, I don't want to get too into rumors here on on the podcast, but there was rumors that there was a little dispute going back into Gorilla. Yeah, um, supposedly when Brock Lesnar went into Gorilla, there's it, it's still kind of. Um, unknown why he was upset but he came through the curtain upset yelling at Vince McMahon and apparently Shane tried to get into it and Brock just tossed the title into the wall next to Vince Um, which is a surprising rumor to hear when you know he just re-signed with the company yeah kind of weird what do you what do you think that I don't know um there's rumors that he went off script but then the next day that was thrown out of, you know, the picture that, no, he went, it was as planned. Um, so I don't know. I don't know why he would, I mean, come back just upset and throw the title at Vince McMahon. Unless they wanted to work everybody in Gorilla that, you know, isn't in the know. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to see any reason for that to happen. Yeah. Um, I have no idea other than someone going into business for themselves and that's not what's being said so. no i i don't think that i think if so everybody's like oh what if roman was supposed to win and brock just if i think if that happened brock lesnar wouldn't have been re-signed yeah <laughs> i think it would they would have been and stripped think, the title from him for some reason and then i think that's what's going into storyline though that kind of because all right so like we might as well get into Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah. Roman comes out and kind of says, like, Vince didn't smarten me up on this. Like, saying, you know, he didn't... The match didn't go as planned, right? Right. Is Which is... That's the understanding that we're getting. The understanding is that Roman... Or Vince didn't tell Roman what exactly was going on with Vince. I mean, with Brock. Yeah. Um, Especially the fact that he was resigning. Yeah. Uh, and that was like, is this a, is this a shoot? Is this a work? What's going on? Uh, so who knows, man, after, after that documentary of Andre, where Hulk Hogan was talking about not knowing the finish of his match with Andre WrestleMania three, maybe there was a possibility where the finish was up in the air and last minute Brock calls on the spot. I'm going. It over. was like, yo, like Brock's deciding that he's gonna resign yeah. last minute, and he's gonna decide that during the match, maybe. Right, maybe, maybe that was the case. That is interesting. And then we get a returning Samoa Joe. Yeah, which after that promo. Yeah, and basically what Samoa Joe said, he walked out and was like, "Well, you keep getting these matches with, with the uh, Brock, and it's the same outcome." Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, I'm Samoa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Samoa Joe. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think his return going into that promo with Roman was kind of unnecessary. Especially because we know at the greatest Royal Rumble ever event, Brock will be facing Roman and Samoa Joe will be in the IC title match. So I think it was kind of pointless. Yeah. But do you think that's what they're promoting to us now, and then maybe the shakeup will change things? Or, um, I don't, 
I don't think so. I don't think there's any chance that Roman goes to SmackDown. And Brock won't. He has a universal title. It doesn't make yeah. sense. So, um, no, I think the match will go as ha- as uh, um, advertised All right. at that event. So, we had a few other surprises on Raw. We had Ember Moon got called up. She did. How do you feel about that? Um, I hope they use her correctly. Because um, a lot of the NXT people, they just kind of fall down after getting called yeah. up. And I think we have not seen the best of Ember Moon. So I want to see the best of Ember Moon on the main roster. Alright. Um, also, another call-up from NXT was uh, AOP, the Authors of Pain. But Paul Elring did not get the... Uh, yeah, they ditched Paul Elring. He did not get the call-up. He, <laughs> he thought he did, but they kind of were Vince like... didn't smarten him up. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't smartened up on the fact that he was not getting a main roster contract. No, no. um, That was actually his because of him. Really? Yeah. um, That he doesn't think he can keep up with the full-time WWE schedule. So he decided not to continue with AOP. All right. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people mad about that, saying that they need a mouthpiece. I personally don't think they need a mouthpiece. I think they just need to go out there and just destroy people. Yeah, and I think they're going to fit perfectly on main roster. Yeah, there's no reason for the AOP to even speak. So, yeah. there's no reason for a mouthpiece. Like, just have them yell stuff and then... Yeah, and destroy people. Yeah. That's it. Um, What other surprises did we have? I'm kind of blanking out here. Uh, no Way Jose. <laughs> no Way Jose. Uh, That was kind of a surprise that wasn't like... It was a surprise, but it wasn't one of those like, oh my God, no way, Jose. Yeah, I think it was more like, oh my God, no way, Jose still signed to the WWE. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought he was also attending WrestleMania as a fan. <laughs> yeah. We saw him in the crowd during the, the Braun segment. Not sure how he's going to fit on the main roster, knowing that other gimmicks similar to that have not gotten, you know, any type of right. push or anything. <clears throat> um Bruce. Um, what else was that? All the surprises uh, on Jeff Hardy return. A uh, Jeff Hardy return. Um, I really it liked wasn't... that segment with Matt, with Broken Matt or Woken Matt. Oh, Matt the backstage Bray segment. And, <laughs> and and Jeff Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they pan over to Finn and Seth, and they're just like, "What the hell was yeah. that?" Um, that was really funny. Yeah, that was funny. Other than that, man, it was a really good Raw. Not too much explanations going on. Like, we still don't really know what's yeah, what's no. in the future. And I think it kind of makes sense that they don't explain too much because this shakeup's coming up anyways. Yeah. Um, we might have to wait until after that to really know in what direction everything's going in. Um, and with that in mind also, a lot of people were kind of disappointed that SmackDown didn't have that many surprises. But I'm also thinking, like, maybe the surprises they... Gave most of them to Raw because most people are maybe leaving before SmackDown. Yeah. And um, some of those people that did uh, show up to Raw might get the, uh, you know, the shake up to SmackDown. Uh, right. We did forget Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because it's Bobby Lashley. Yeah. That also led to a joke where um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn showed up to Raw. Right. That looking was... for a job. And Kurt Angle said that he heard they were hiring at TNA. Yeah. And it got a really big pop in the arena. Yeah. I, when I heard that, I was like, Whoa. I did I just hear that right? I got out my seat and had to pace in the hallway for a couple <laughs> of seconds because I didn't believe he said that. So Bobby Lashley is there. Bobby Lashley. I don't remember what he came out for. Uh, Elias. Shot. He attacked Elias. Uh, which. Probably won't go anywhere. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Rumors were before that. Um, earlier in the day, there was rumors that he was going to face, um, Brock Lesnar for the universal title and be the one to take the title off of him. Honestly, not interested in that either. No, I don't want that to happen. And I think a lot of people are just because it doesn't have the word Roman Reigns in it. (laughs) So moving on from that SmackDown, like I said, not that many surprises. We did get the iconic duo. Right. Who helped Carmella successfully cash in the money in the bank. Yes. I'm so happy they gave Carmella a successful 
cash in because they've been teasing for a while that it was going to be a failure. Yeah, it even right before yeah, she cashed in. Because like, the ref was like, the ref looked like he's never seen. Me? Yeah, like he had no idea what the money in the bank was. Like, yeah, it was. He looked like know. it was like a bomb that he had to defuse. <laughs> yeah, um, it was really weird that exchange. But yeah, Carmella gets the title. Conic duos there, pretty big. Um, it make it made them look strong because they were able to take out Charlotte. Right, and because of that. Carmella became the uh, first ever successful cash in in the women's money in the bank. Right. So the money, the women's money in the bank, hundred uh, percent successful cash ins. Yeah. Success rate is at a hundred percent. Yes. So Carmella is now the champ. Um, uh, one other surprise wasn't there? One opening SmackDown. So on Raw, oh, okay, Paige yeah. had announced okay. her so retirement. So Raw, Paige announced her retirement. Which to me, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not falling for these retirements anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody's case is different though, just because Daniel Bryan's a miracle worker. Well, and then you have Mark Henry retiring Uh, twice now with the salmon jacket. Right. She kind of gave off this vibe of like, she's not leaving completely. So I think the retirement didn't didn't touch me as much it didn't make me want to cry or anything oh. that and i think for a while we've already known it yeah. her the rumors the yeah out of she shows up but she's not in competition right um like her promo was just kind of the official stamp from the wwe that yeah. it's over and then the big surprise i i think it's funny because i didn't think this like i don't think anyone really expected right. her to be the smackdown gm she shows up and she gives us a main event match that was really good. It was a... That's the dream match. It's happened before in other companies, but that's a dream match yeah. right there. And that was the official, for me, the thank you page moment. <laughs> <laughs> that it signifies this is her house. Yeah. AJ Styles <laughs> built it, but it's Paige <laughs> lives in it. <laughs> um, a great match on SmackDown between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Man, and I, I had a feeling that Shinsuke would uh, interfere in that match. Damn. We're kind of all and over I the place the because, like, like we've had so much to talk about, but that reminds me of um, Shinsuke had a really good backstage segment with Renee Young that you missed. She kind of asks him, like, wh- like what was the reasoning for your low blow? And he's like, oh, I guess I was too emotional, which was, like, the reason he said that AJ wouldn't beat him. And then she's like, oh, cut the crap. And, like, just tell us, like, why you did that. And then he just says, I don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, like, the, like, to me was funny because it's, like, people kept saying he needed a mouthpiece. Right. But at the same time was a perfect example that he didn't need a mouthpiece. Right. Like, he, he did what he had to say. Like, and now even more that... Like, now that he's a heel, he even more doesn't need a, a mouthpiece, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, which, that, like you said, we're just jumping all over the place. But bouncing off that, like, in the initial low blow at WrestleMania, he immediately, after AJ goes down, starts yelling at him in Japanese. Yeah. I think that's great. I think he should just come out every week, just yell at the fans in Japanese. It yeah. doesn't matter what he says. <laughs> yeah. He could say, uh... How is everybody doing tonight? But just make it sound like he's yelling at everyone. Yeah. That's it. He, I don't think he needs to be Just boo promos. him. Like, yeah, they'll just boo him because he's a heel now. Yeah, he could run out there it. and yell, New Day makes really good pancakes. Yeah. And, and yeah, and they'll be pissed. And then the New Day is like, why are we getting heat now? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, um, overall, I think SmackDown was really good. Um, both shows really good this week. Yeah. And... 205 not so much <laughs> no, oh my gosh. um but yeah that's pretty much we we pretty much covered everything um that matters i mean is yeah, there anything you want to end with anything you want to say um, before we uh conclude this not really i mean what would you uh, like let's get let's do a star rating here out of five what would you give wrestlemania WrestleMania out of five as a whole. 
I don't really understand my own rating system at the moment, but mm. I will say what I will say is so far out of um, all the manias that I have experienced, w- which isn't that many, because right. like I said before, I was a casual fan. We weren't paying sixty dollars for right, yeah, pay per views. Um, I think this is the best one so far uh, that I've been able to experience. Because there wasn't a lot of moments where it was like, oh, this is dumb. Like, why are they doing that? Right, like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, like, wasted space moments. Yeah. What about you? Um, Personally, I'd say it, it was really good. It was one of the best uh, WrestleManias of the last probably decade. Um, But there have been better, in my opinion, that I've liked more. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm, I'm pro- I'd probably give it, like, a four out of five, though. It, it's really... It was really good. Yeah. I think I agree with that rating. I just don't know what I could compare my ratings to. Right. Because I'm not, I'm not a star person. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I'd like to say uh, everybody should go watch um, the HBO Andre the Giant documentary. Really good documentary that kind of gives insight on his life that a lot of people don't really know about, I think. They did a really good job of um, explaining and letting people like people like us, for example, that didn't get to experience like the time that he was in the business or whatever. Um, they really just explained on how big of an attraction he was and really gave painted the picture very well. So I would just recommend that for those of you that haven't watched it yet. And that's pretty much it. Thanks to everyone that stayed and listened to everything we've had to talk about. You can follow me on Twitter at New Age Rudo and my co-host at GeoPipeBomb. And thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with everything. Until next week.